Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 104 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I talk to the man himself, Scott Strode of The Phoenix. The Phoenix is such a fantastic nonprofit organization that provides free you heard right, free workout classes, free exercise classes, free meetups for people in recovery. The only requirement to join is you have to be 48 hours sober. Scott walks us through his recovery journey and how he was motivated to stay sober through fitness and in turn create the Phoenix. This is such a fantastic episode. Let's get into it. Whether it's sober September or October or no booze November or don't drink December, no matter what day, what month, what year it is, it's always a great time to reevaluate your relationship with alcohol. Take the 30 days to gain booze free challenge and see what you have to gain by putting the bottle down for 30 days through daily motivational emails, worksheets, and encouragement from our private group. You will have the accountability, the motivation inspiration and the education for a successful booze-free month. Sign up now at a sobergirlsguide.com. Well, hello Mr. Scott Strode. How are you? Hello. I'm I'm doing well. Yeah. Great, great. I love your name. It's like a superhero. Strode. <laughs> Strode. Scott Strode. I Strode. I think Strode means to the past tense of stride or to walk slowly with purpose. Ah. <laughs> so, at least that's what I tell myself. So uh, <laughs> I try to try to do that in my life. Well, you are walking with purpose. That is for sure. Now I want to definitely get into the Phoenix and talk about all that good stuff that you've been doing uh, for the recovery community. But I wanted to back it up a little bit and I wanted to get you know, pre-Phoenix Scott and, and what was that, what that was about. If you could take us back to your recovery 
and what was going on for you? Yeah, sure. I, um, so I'm in long-term recovery myself. I got sober a little over 23 years ago. Wow. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Thanks. And in Boston and, um, you know, but, but my journey started long before that I, you know, grew up in, um, sort of rural Pennsylvania in Lancaster County, mm-hmm. um, you know, a little couple, about an hour and 45 minutes outside of Philadelphia. And there's a lot of farmland. It's a, I mean, it's beautiful countryside. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when I was growing up, experienced some early childhood trauma, you know, had a father that struggled with untreated uh, mental illness and then, uh, when my mom remarried, it introduced some alcoholism into our family. And, uh, you know, so the grew up in a pretty um, emotionally dynamic environment. And, uh, you know, and, and as a little little kid, you know, kind of left me um, with some pretty big self esteem wounds and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, found spent the next however many years trying to kind of either numb that pain or fill that hole um, in me with something else that, that tried to kind of uh, close up that gap, but um, realized ultimately that drugs and alcohol weren't, weren't working to do that and had to make a change. Right. So how did you, how did you make that change? How did you actually get sober? You know, it's interesting. Cause I, I sort of, was kind of shipped off. Um, it was okay. sort of a, a, a program on a, on a ship for uh, kids with dyslexia, which I think my learning disability was another part of my reason for turning to drugs and alcohol. If you couldn't be successful in school, it was easier to cut school and hang out in the woods behind the school and, you know, drink beer and smoke cigarettes. And um, so that's in those days that it wasn't really a path for kids with dyslexia to be successful in school. Um, but this program on a ship, um, taught me like the power of nature and experiential, uh, education, you know, it was just something about being in nature and it planted seeds that would later grow into the Phoenix. But, um, you know, it was, uh, um, it was powerful, you know, like just seeing the power of the sea and realizing, you know, that there's something bigger than me. And um, those themes would come up again uh, as I started a nonprofit. Cool. And how old were you when you literally got shipped off? <laughs> uh, I was, I was 15. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. And I started uh, as a student on boats and then ended up dropping out of high school and working on boats and then working in shipyards. At the time I was still drinking yeah. and, and then my drinking got so bad that my sort of adolescent drug and al- drug use um, resurfaced Mm-hmm. in my early 20s and and you know that's when the sort of um, darker spiral of my drug and alcohol use begun uh, right. or started in in Boston and uh, and then when I was trying to get sober I heard about um, this boxing program and a friend of mine had fought in the golden gloves okay and um, she actually started coaching me and then introduced me to her coach who was a guy named Sully and in Boston with a flat nose you know and um, <laughs> oh my and god he, classic 
<laughs> yeah, and he he was in recovery, and there were a couple oh. other sober boxers in that gym, and that was really the beginning of Phoenix. It just didn't have a name for the next like six years, but right. um, my recovery journey started there and led me to triathlon and climbing mountains and all of that wow. stuff. Just kept bolstering what would become the Phoenix. That's so interesting. So what was what was enticing about like it started off with like golden gloves and then it it sounds like it progressed into other kind of experiences and um all kind of based around athletics, right? What was what was appealing about that for you? You know, I, I actually wasn't much of an athlete, you know, but prior to that, you know, I was usually the guy outside of a bar, like smoking a cigarette. And when joggers would go by and say, who you're running from, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I had this idea of who I thought I could be and, and something about the idea of climbing mountains and the idea of pushing yourself through athletic pursuits you know, in the back of my mind, it was like, I mean, I think folks in, you know, in re- recovery can relate to this. Like you, your dreams start to sort of get stripped away by your addiction. And all of a sudden you're so far from who you thought you could be. Yeah. Um, and something about those athletic pursuits gave me a, a glimpse of what was possible and helped me dream of who I could be in recovery. Wow. Yes. I can, I can relate to that, how alcohol and drugs just strip you of who you, you thought you were going to be. You know, as, as a kid, we have so many just aspirations and, and dreams and just, you know, ideas of who we think we are. And alcohol just completely knocks those away and takes those away from us. Was it also anything to do with like group activities? Was that appealing to you? Yeah, I mean, I think the the connection and um, you know, sort of in the recovery term, fellowship, you know, yeah. that I started to f- find at those activities um, was something I was actually looking for in going to bars and parties and um, you know, being the person who could score drugs and you know all that other stuff it was sort of a place of belonging that I was searching for for a lot of years and you know the difference with this group that I was starting to connect with was they'd rather get up at five in the morning to go climb a mountain than stay out till five in the morning um, (laughs) drinking and using yeah kind of completely different like uh, sides of the coin there (laughs) yeah for sure definitely So when did you actually like fully commit to going sober? You know, you said you had some influences around you, um, like your coach and stuff like that. When did you decide to really take the leap? Yeah, I guess, you know, I was sort of piecing it together over time. You know, I would stay sober on a, on a Friday night so that I could go climb on Saturday Okay. and, and I would, you know, just save up money and go to the, take an ice climbing clinic in the white mountains in New Hampshire. And then I would drink Saturday night, but then I realized if I stayed sober Saturday night, I could climb Sunday also. And, Ah. and it just started to be a two or three days here and there. And Mm -hmm. It was more sort of like, I guess, harm reduction is the little lingo they use, you know, but, um, but over time I, you know, only had a couple nights a week that I would drink and use. And those were always um, kind of 
included the drama that came along with my drug and alcohol use at that time. And, and the other nights I could reflect on is like, oh my gosh, I got up and I climbed a mountain in New Hampshire for the first time, or I swung an ice axe at this ice climb for the first time. And, and it was just the more of those experiences I had, I began to build and sort of tap into my resiliency so I could actually finally quit drinking. You know, it's funny, even just listening to you talk and the the difference between, you know, those those two activities. I'm like, wow, climbing a mountain and swinging an ice axe sound so much more appealing and interesting than, oh, going to a bar and drinking and partying. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like they, a they world are. of difference, <laughs> right? And, um, yeah, and what I realize is that, you know, like, the all, a lot of the people I was surrounded with at that time, we were, you know, pretty lonely people, but in a room full of people. And, oh. and, you know, it's uh, the, the connections I actually found through those activities were our lifelong bonds. You know, when you spend, yeah. uh, you know, four hours on, on a bike riding next to somebody on a road ride, or, or when you're kind of sharing snacks and, and motivation as you're hiking up a mountain, you know, that you start the hike before the sun comes up. Like it's in those friendships, there's like a, a deep, meaningful connection I was looking for in, in a pint glass, you know, in Boston yeah. before that. Wow. That's so beautiful. I, I, I love that. I'm, I'm literally just getting a picture of, of you sitting on a mountain having some trail mix and chatting and it just sounds so much more appealing than sitting in a bar, you know, in a dark bar, I don't know, having snacks. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's just, it's amazing what can happen when we kind of give ourselves that, that chance to, to try something different and, you know, step outside that comfort zone. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I think it's, it, and it doesn't even have to be as sort of lofty as a mountain, you know, it can be, you know, like, I think when we face greater adversity together, whether it's, you know, what's written on the whiteboard at a CrossFit workout or that yoga pose, even, um, you know, trying to get that balance pose for the first time or whatever you, you, you're bonded differently with the people you share that with. And the more that happens, the deeper those bonds grow. And what you realize is that's what you were looking for anyway, um, through in all the other stuff. Absolutely. Now I have to tell you, so I did a yoga class with the Phoenix uh, the other day and it was over zoom. And I, I was actually really shocked um, of how, interactive it was I you know wasn't really expecting much or like I think I'm so used to just zoom calls being for maybe work or um you know just a a way of communicating now because of you know our current times but I have to say it was so interactive and I felt like I was actually in the room with the with other people I you know, you, we went around and we, and we told each other like where we were at. We answered a really fun like question, which was really like fun and interesting and, and funny to hear people's responses. And like, it was like a nice little check-in before we, we hit the mat. And it was really, 
really interesting and really fun. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty amazing that this can like translate over a Zoom call. Um, I think you've done a really amazing job and and really and really um, cultivating those relationships and with the people that you obviously have teaching these classes. Uh, it just really came across and it really translated well. So I just had to like. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. You know, my, <laughs> my experience yeah. with that. Yeah. I'm glad you got to go. And yeah, I mean, I, it's interesting because as everybody did, we all had to sort of pivot through this pan global pandemic, you know, mm -hmm. but as you know, there's a pandemic within the pandemic and that's, that's yes. the addiction crisis that our country is facing. And, you know, I actually think it's a, it's a, a signal of something much deeper, right. Of, mm -hmm. of, um, that we're trying to numb sort of pain at the scale that we're, we're talking about around like opiates and alcohol consumption. And that stuff went up um, during the early parts of COVID-19 and, and, you know, the, the social isolation that came along with it. Mm -hmm. And we just knew it was crucial to pivot to virtual programming. So we did it pretty much overnight. And yeah. we, we talked about what are the key parts of our in-person and it really is that, that connection and getting to know other people, realizing that your story is shared by so many others and that you, you know, that you can still be loved for all the parts of you, even the, the, the darker chapters, you know, of your addiction. So, you know, we try to bring that to our in-person and, and most of our instructors are in recovery and, you know, those little like icebreakers at the beginning are just a nice yeah. way to get to know people and, realize there's somebody else in their basement with their, their uh, set of dumbbells out and, you know, trying to get through this workout too. And it, yes. it just makes you feel not quite as alone in this sort of difficult time. Absolutely. I, you, you said it right there that you're not alone in this, in this difficult time in, you know, your recovery journey. That is what I definitely felt when I, when I took one of the Phoenix classes. So I think I, I would like to hear from from your point of view, what the Phoenix is and how, how that came to be. Yeah. So the, the Phoenix is a free nonprofit mm -hmm. and we use the inherent transformative power of um, activities and connection um, to make a space for people to, to heal from substance use disorder. And, you know, it's everything from meditation to yoga to bike rides to climbing to, um, you know, strength training and um, kind of HIIT workouts. And, and you just show up. You have to be 48 hours clean and sober. And you have to adhere to a code of conduct. Mm 
mm-hmm. that's designed to create a, a trauma healing environment. You know, knowing that a lot of us in our addiction story went through some tough stuff or even what led us to our addiction story. Um, and so, you know, if, if you believe that these sort of adverse experiences kind of compounded the way we use drugs and alcohol, I think we can create the opposite and create this nurturing environment that helps us build up our strength and resiliency so that we can overcome our substance use. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. I love that. That's so, so amazing. And then how, how did you, how did you come up with the Phoenix? Like where, where did this come to you? Yeah, well, I was, you know, I was on my own journey of getting into recovery. And, you know, the first time I tied into a climbing rope, it like changed my life when I got to the top of the climb. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I started surrounding myself with this new group of friends. And one of my friends was in recovery, and he and I climbed together a lot. And Another one of my friends was a clinical social worker. We also climbed together. Mm-hmm. And, and one day I just sort of got this group together in my living room. We would always sort of talk about like, how do we share this with other people? And this idea that, that got sort of hatched of starting a nonprofit, making it free, mm-hmm. scaling it nationally, not because we wanted to scale a huge national nonprofit, but because the need was so great. Like yes. so often... Yeah, you go through formal treatment and it's like you get a pat on the back and good luck out there. Or maybe you don't even have access to treatment um, and you're trying to navigate this. Or you're just realizing that that addiction is stripping away the dreams you had in your life and you want to make a change. We wanted to make it as easily accessible as possible. So that's why the program's free. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we started about 13 years ago and, and we're now in... Uh, 23 states and over 50 communities across the country. That is incredible. And it's just done through mostly through volunteers. Like if you love cycling and you want to help Phoenix come to your community and we believe that you'll hold that sort of community culture of a physically and emotionally safe space for people. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll train you in our model and you can start a Phoenix event there. And then our staff um, 
offers sort of uh, technical assistance and support to help you um, reach more people and grow the program. And then we do have some physical locations, you know, brick and mortar spaces. Um, and then we also also use other people's gyms. So a local yoga studio can open their door to us, a spin studio, and we'll bring volunteers in to run a class. Um, and our newest launch is um, in Los Angeles. We're, we're going to um, focus, you know, over the next 12 months to really uh, just crushing it in LA and having Phoenix everywhere for, for folks that are already in recovery and folks that are seeking it. Yeah. And what does that look, uh, look like for LA? Is that going to be brick and mortar? Is that going to be like you taking over studios? Like what do you see for LA? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. You know, the, it takes us a little longer to find the sort of angel donors that want to help us buy a building. Yeah, um, you know, just I a guess, little bit. Fortunately for us, but unfortunately for the economy, you know, um, light industrial buildings are starting to go up for sale all over the place because mm -hmm. a lot of businesses are failing. But, you know, between now and when we actually find a permanent home, our goal will be to, to just, yeah, like almost like pop-up events and any studio that will open their doors to us, yeah. um, CrossFit gyms, boxing gyms, um, and then a lot of stuff outside. We'll do, you know, walks and runs by the beach. We'll start some surfing. We'll do some road rides and some mountain biking and hiking in the hills around LA and, you know, just anything that can bring people together and help them start to dream of what's possible in their sobriety. Oh, I love that. That's so amazing. So I want to back it up and, and talk about kind of the requirements or maybe guidelines to joining the Phoenix. You said uh, 48 days. 48 hours. Oh, 48 hours. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit lower threshold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> woo, yeah. forty-eight hours. Now, why is that? Um, the only we we did such a low sort of barrier to entry, you know, for two reasons. One yeah. is that you can piece together forty-eight hours, you know, the same way I did to go climb in my yeah. early recovery, um, and be part of this community and realize like that that actually life without drugs and alcohol can be really meaningful and, mm -hmm. and rewarding. Um, but also we, we only ask 48 hours because we also know that for some people, the re when, when you do relapse, mm -hmm. the shame can be so bad that it can put you in sort of a spiral. Absolutely. And, you know, I'd rather have a relapse be two days and then you plug back in and you're surrounded with love again, mm -hmm. than than have it be two years. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of in a state of relapse for about 10 years. So <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know the feeling, you know, the, the ins and outs of it. Um, but yeah, 48 hours. I mean, it, it just opens up the doorways of possibilities, you know, to see what is out there for you. I agree. And, what Phoenix, and, and what Phoenix has to offer to kind of help you and aid you in that journey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the beauty of it is you have folks that come to Phoenix that have two days and yeah. you have folks that have 20 years. Wow. And 
sometimes the the guy with two days is actually the one who already knows how to mountain bike, but is just trying to get into recovery. And the person with 20 years is opening up the belief, their belief in themselves by trying all these new challenging things, but can support that person with 48 hours on their recovery journey. So, you know, it's, it, the magic of the community is what the natural bridging and connection that happens within it. So, you know, if, if you came to our in-person or even virtual yoga and there was another person in early recovery and they connected to your story and you start to build a friendship, you know, what, what can happen over time is you build this little group of friends and you don't even really need Phoenix anymore. You're now meeting on the weekends to hike and gone skiing and, you know, gone to surf every morning and, but you learn those things through us, but, but now you have your, your new group of friends. Right. Oh, that's, and it's so hard. I have to say being like in your, in your thirties or whatever age really for that matter it's really hard to meet friends as an adult. It is. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I mean, honestly, too, like our code of conduct, you know, it's really just a handrail that allows people to kind of let their guard down a little bit and be a little more vulnerable with each other. And, and by doing so, it just makes it easier to build, build those friendships. And, and like I said before, the activity itself is sort of they're often events that that are designed to help build those bonds um you know like i mean i i at the end of a hard workout those folks that pushed through it with me and gave me a fist bump so i could get through the last five minutes of it or whatever are are friends in a different way and and um you know the i think that a lot of the things that phoenix addresses in our code of conduct are really just designed to create a, a, a place where you can be more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's what we're all craving, right? We're all craving that vulnerability, but it's, it's hard to get there. Like society is kind of uh, not really making it that easy, but the Phoenix is. And I really, really appreciate that. It's, it's really nice. Well, it's, it's also what I love about where we're at now is that as an organization, like, you know, I, we talk about it internally, like we're not trying to build an organization, we're trying to build a movement. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one where we believe in each other and we help lift each other up. And so like, you know, anybody out there who's fallen in love with something that's helped bolster their recovery mm-hmm. could come and teach that or lead that event or whatever at the Phoenix and, and help us reach even more people. So right. if, you know, if, uh, if you know riding a road bike is your thing then then you could help us start a phoenix ride if if yoga is your thing and you're really connected to your yoga studio and they'd let us come in on a sunday afternoon and have free yoga for folks in recovery like what an amazing opportunity to find that early in your journey because most of us end up like you know awkwardly trying to figure out what you do on a weekend you're walking by looking in the window of the bar that you used to drink at and all you need to do to be in that club is walk in and and order a drink and the other club seems so much harder to connect to um but you know phoenix is just making um the size of the sort of front door to recovery much bigger 
When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Yes, I love that. That's so cool. Um, so you have, you know, it's, it's September, it is recovery month. You have sweat timber. Can you yeah. tell me a bit about that? Yeah, well, we thought it would be, I mean, it would be, I think, a lot of times in the sort of recovery, addiction recovery space and sort of uh, clinical space, like we're, we're so focused on sort of the acute care side of addressing addiction that, that we forget like sort of how we build this rich full life in recovery. And we thought sweat timber was like a great way to focus on that. So what we're doing is 23 days of activities to honor the roughly 23 million Americans that are in recovery. Yeah. And each day is different. You know, some days it's meditation, some days it's yoga. We have like a book club. Um, we have, a, you know, a boxing, virtual boxing class. You know, people can come to our virtual activities um, or you can come to our in-person events. But we also have a calendar of like daily challenges that you can sort of do at home. Okay. So it might, it might be walk of uh, three or five K or it might be uh, 23 squats for the 23 million Americans in recovery. And, mm-hmm. you know, each thing is, is just a opportunity to start kind of moving your body and your mind to kind of yeah. think a little bit differently um, about what's possible for you. And uh, you know, it's, it's, I think all all of us, whether we're in recovery or not, are struggling through this sort of global pandemic. Mm-hmm. And just getting your body moving can help um, a lot with sort of the mental health side of things too. So Sweat Timber, we just thought was timely and a great way to to get people moving throughout the month um, and, and hopefully kind of break out of, of um, some of the tougher emotions that we're all experiencing during this time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with a challenge, it's, it's nice to accomplish something, you know, like 23 days, you know, that seems very attainable. 
and having these little like nuggets along the way to to keep you motivated and inspired are are really fun and and not as grueling as like oh I have to move my body today or I have to work out today it's like well I'm doing this challenge so I'm just going to cross this off my list it just seems yeah, yeah. I don't know it just seems a little lighter I always love yeah. a good challenge <laughs> no, I do too. And it's interesting. It's different for everybody. I mean, for some people, the, the 23 squats is nothing or 23 right. pushups is nothing. And for, for other people, that's like climbing a mountain. And for some people, the nine minutes of meditation is like climbing a mountain, you oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit different for, for everybody, but the, but you also get that experience of you're not alone, right? There's a lot of us out there yeah. and and we're here for each other. Absolutely. What is your favorite activity? What do you love to do? I, I love um, climbing and mountaineering. It's, okay. you know, gotten harder as Phoenix has grown for me to take, you know, a couple of weeks and go somewhere and try to climb yeah. a mountain. But um, it's still, you know, where my heart is, I think. It's, there's yeah. something about like, snowy cold places and that you know where you get to look out over the some great expanse and oh. you know maybe you're climbing even above the clouds and you're just like wow it's it's incredible but you know I think as far as like what I can access in my normal life it's um <laughs> it's you know it's I, th I love working out with phoenix friends you know yeah. there's just I love coming into the gym and we all come from different parts of whatever community we're in and you know we drive up in different cars or take the bus or walk there or come in with an ankle monitor on or you know whatever it is like we we just have different paths that have led us to that place but but we're all the same in there you know when the workout starts and you start sweating and you're pushing through and you're counting reps and you're high five and your workout partner like there's just a bond there that really kind of lifts, lifts my, lifts my heart, you know, even after all these years of doing it, mm -hmm. it's, it's where I get fueled to get up again the next day and help Phoenix try to reach into a new community. Mm. That's so awesome. So where can people sign up for these classes and where can they find you? Just at the phoenix.org and and all the live stream classes are listed there. Um, the in-person activities are listed there. And those kind of open up or close down depending on sort of COVID spikes. <laughs> um, right, right. But, um, you know, we are sort of building the organization in a way that we're ready for the time when we can actually be around each other again. And, okay. And, um, and you know, so we're, we're staffing up. There's a lot of job opportunities, you know, at the bottom of the website and um, we're working on starting to have a content library of on-demand stuff. So, okay. you know, if you come home from work and there's not a live stream event, but you still want to grab a workout, you'll be able to pull one down from YouTube and jump into that. Um, and then also the sweat September calendar is there. So even if people are joining and not able to do all 23 days, um, yeah. you know, just jump in where we are now and, and try whatever's listed today for the daily challenge or, or come to a virtual class like you did. Yeah. Yeah. The, the class was really, 
really great. I was, I honestly didn't know what to expect. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is really cool. Like I, it was way more interactive than I thought it was going to be. And it was really lovely. It was definitely what I, what I needed, especially, you know, being at home and social isolation and all that good stuff. Um, it was nice to see actual live people and people had their videos on. I thought people were just going to be watching the instructor, the yoga teacher, but other people had their videos on in the class. So it was, it was just such a great experience. I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's, I, I love that. You know, I love it in the, in the workouts. I look at the screen and I see, you know, I'm, I'm like super tired and I can't, don't think I could do any more reps. And then you see somebody else pick up their, we, we end up working out with like odd objects. Like it's like a backpack with stuffed with whatever's kind of heavy. Um, <laughs> or a kid, you know, someone's this, lifting up a kid. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but you know, you see them pick up their weight and get back to work and you're like, okay, I can do it too. Yeah. Um, you know, and you just, what I realized after Phoenix started virtual programming through COVID is that we should have had them a long time ago because it allows us to reach into communities that don't have a lot of resources for recovery support. And now you can come to Phoenix from anywhere in the world. And yeah. I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the power of the internet, I have, I have to say, I have to give credit where credit's due. A lot of people, you know, think that the internet is, is a dodgy kind of place, but you know, it's all who you follow, your vibe your, attracts your tribe, right? And I think the Phoenix is just another fantastic example of just such an amazing resource for people in recovery or who are wanting to dip their toe into a booze-free lifestyle. You know, this is such a fantastic um, tool. It's definitely yeah. going to be in my toolbox, that's for sure. Well, what I love is is what what I've seen over the last few years around like how it addresses stigma, mm. you know, like I, I Phoenix has shirts that say sober across the chest and, mm. and, you know, there's a, for a while there, my friends in recovery felt a little uncomfortable when I would wear that around them, you know? Really? And, and yeah, they'd be like, well, what about anonymity and this and that? And I think like right. anonymity as it respects like 12 step traditions is important, mm -hmm. but being open about our personal recovery journey, I think creates space for others that are struggling to ask for help. And what I've seen through the Phoenix or the social media and the people that, that interact there is that people are putting up their recovery anniversaries and they're proud of it. Or if they're right. having a hard day, they're asking for help there and people are surrounding them with support, you know? So it's yeah. actually a great tool for, for us in a less intimidating way to show up. And that's what I love about our virtual classes. It's to walk into our building for the first time is intimidating for some folks. So to show up at a Zoom class is a little easier. Uh, absolutely. And I love that you you brought that up about the t-shirts and ac the actual word sober. I think, I think, and it's really nice to see, you know, this kind of, um, I don't know if sober is like trendy or whatever, but people are, are just really embracing it and, and almost redefining and reclaiming that word. Um, yeah. And it's just really, really cool to, to, to see that, that it's not 
something to be shameful or like that you need to hide. It's something to be proud of. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, I think that it's, it can, it can help reframe what it means Mm. to kind of exist without having to kind of turn to drugs and alcohol. You know, I, I have my definition around sort of addiction is that if it's affecting you or, or people around you, negatively, you should look at your relationship with it, whether that's how, how you work or how you worry about your body image or, or how you drink or use, you know, I mean, it's, it's, we're so often seeking our emotional well-being externally, because we have trouble finding it within us. And, and I think that there's something about pushing through these goals and activities we do at Phoenix that helps us start to find it within. Absolutely. And you get to do it with really cool people around you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I, a bonus. <laughs> it, it is. It is. And I think the, you know, one other thing that really struck me about my own journey of climbing and hiking and doing all this stuff was that I started to write the new chapters of, of the book of my life, right? As opposed to just being defined by my addiction story. And it hurts my heart a little when people say, let me tell you my story. And it's always about their drug and alcohol use. Right. Whereas our stories are so much more um, than just that, especially when we start getting into recovery. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You're not limited by your past. And, and wow, Scott, like what you have done with the Phoenix is just really, really incredible. Thanks. Yeah, it's been a lot of lot of us and a lot of work. And, you know, we've, it's, it, I just think that there's so many big problems are that we face sort of as a, as a nation, but globally, that we just need to think differently about and, and try something different. And, you know, the idea that we can, I think the solutions are around us. We just, aren't aren't sort of picking up on what the signals are on how to how to address these really complex issues and i think the power of of connection in a nurturing environment um is one way that we can make a big difference around around addiction absolutely yes we've seen that time and time again i could not agree with you more scott thank you so much for chatting with me and sharing your knowledge and your experiences. The Phoenix is really fantastic. And I want to thank you again for creating this amazing platform community. It's just really, really special. Thank thank you. And thanks for having me on and let me know when you're going to your next virtual class, I'll meet you there. Okay. Sounds good. out the phoenix's workout closets you are not going to regret this as always thank you so much for listening couldn't do this without you please make sure to rate subscribe and give us some feedback we love to hear your feedback about the podcast make sure to follow us on instagram and facebook at a sober girl's guide and the blog head over to a sobergirlsguide.com for how to's tips and tricks amazing sober girl swag if you are looking to wear your sobriety loud and proud it is recovery month 
Definitely check out our, our brand new shop and get yourself some Sober Girl swag. We have face masks, t-shirts, sweatshirts. We got you covered. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.